And next, let, let's turn to the next part of uh, today's one, two, three show. Our Radio Three intern Dorothy Cam finds out more about philately or stamp collecting here in Hong Kong. She speaks to stamp collector Andrew Cheng and historian Alan Pang as she investigates the value behind stamp collecting. Stamp collecting, or philately in Hong Kong, seems like a hobby of the past. But with the record-breaking British Guiana one-cent black on magenta stamp being recently auctioned off at Sotheby's for over eight million U.S. dollars, all eyes seem to be on the hobby. I talked to Hong Kong stamp expert and vice chairman of the Hong Kong Philatelic Society, Dr. Andrew Cheng, an avid philatelist since childhood. He explores Hong Kong stamp collecting and talks about why the British Guiana one-cent black on magenta is so valuable. Well, there's there's no price to an iconic item. I mean, you know, it's it's the sky is the limit, really. And uh, because of its rich history and uh, the, the you know the stories behind the stamps, it was it was found by a twelve-year-old schoolboy, and it was changed hands many times. The value of the stamp has actually gone up, and it's ended up in in important collections like uh, the Count Ferrari collection, the Arthur Hine collection, and even the, um, uh, His Majesty the King George V and uh, the King Carol II of Romania actually went for the auction when, this, when the stamp uh, uh, was, was uh, auctioned in, in 1917, I think. And, uh, you know, because there's so many uh, rich people, uh, you know, so many important people uh, uh, own the stamp, I mean, it just, be, just become an icon, and there's no price for an icon. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's not a very, a very pretty stamp. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, just like a, a, a red uh, a piece of paper and the printing is is hardly discernible, but I mean it is the stamp to be to be, to to be in your collection if you can afford it. You've talked about how one copy and this rich history is what makes it valuable. Is there a stamp in Hong Kong that is just as important or has the same type of long history? I'm afraid that uh, we don't have anything comparable to the one cent magenta. But however, um, that there is there is one iconic stamp in Hong Kong, which is the uh, 1865 uh, 96 cent olive bister, which is uh, said to be an error of colours because the original uh, 96 cent. Uh, is printed in uh, in a, a like of grey olive uh, color, and um, this, because there there was maybe a mixed up or something, the British Post Office uh, uh, printed it in in the olive bister shade, and it was sent to Hong Kong unnoticed. And uh, only 52 sheets, I think, were, are, are known, and, uh, and most of them just got used up. And uh, nowadays. Uh, the record is only 48 copy of mint stamps survive, including the unique block of four, which is uh, and probably the, mo- the iconic items, and of course every collector would like to own. Actually, speaking of um, these rare stamps in modern times, what would you say to a young person who's interested in collecting stamps? How do they start? Especially in Hong Kong, maybe, you know, compared to Europe, there are less options. Um, how can someone start their collection? What should they start with? Okay. 
Well, I think, um, uh, well, obviously, you, one shouldn't really collect stamps for uh, investment. I mean, you know, collecting stamps is really just to uh, broaden one's knowledge. Uh, say, for example, if you collect stamps on, on, a, on fish or something, and then the, you, you got the stamp, and then you want to you see the fish and you want to study the habitat of the fish and you want to find out you know how how where 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 does the fish come from uh, and then it's a lot of basically it's a lot of um, uh, things that you can find on a stamp and then you can look up and do research i mean it's more more of the educational value uh, if you collect stamps uh, rather than one shouldn't really based on the investment. So, you know, oh, you know, I want to buy a stamp, I want to make a lot of money out of it. Uh, yes, you, well, if you buy the right stamp, uh, you could, but it would take a long time uh, for, for, the, for, the, for the stamps to go up in value. So I think, you know, uh, basically for the young collectors, I think you should uh, either pick one country, Okay, not necessarily Hong Kong, and you can broaden your knowledge and collect uh, maybe uh, you know, uh, uh, South America, in you know, a South American country, or maybe an African country, or maybe an Asian country, and then you can specialize in that country. Um, or you can collect uh, so we call them a thematic or topical way, uh, which is, uh, for example, the stamp uh, depicting um, uh, animals or insects, or flowers, you know, it's endless. I mean, the list is endless. Uh, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun, actually, uh, you're collecting things, and you also learn and, and, and from it, you know. Uh, so I think um, then, of course, there are other, other, other ways you can collect. You can collect first-day covers, and you can collect postmarks, okay? And, uh, uh, well, really, it's, 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 the scope is so wide uh, that, that, that uh, it's, well, interesting. I mean, it doesn't really cost uh, a lot of money. I mean, you don't have to buy the most expensive stamp to start your collection. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would strongly encourage uh, people, uh, you know, young collectors who are interested in stamps, start collecting. I mean, you just pick your country uh, and, then, and then maybe get a, a, get a catalog, stamp catalog. You can list all, all the stamps in that country. Or even there are specialized catalogs on uh, subjects, you know, on um, uh, maybe you know, aeroplanes or something like that. And nowadays, you know, with, with the internet, it's even easier. I mean, you don't even have to buy your own catalog. You just go to go go online, and you can you can uh, uh, find out. I mean, you can you can search on the internet website, uh, and then and then you can find your 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 stamps that you want to buy. When looking at the future of stamp collecting, Dr. Chern continues to be optimistic about the small but passionate group of young philatelists. Yes, I think um, I, I think that the, the stamp collecting population is unfortunately dwindling, uh, and uh, you know, as young people are now more interested in other things like uh, you know, stuff, uh, uh, internet uh, games and things like that. I think, it, it, but however, it's, it's not a dying hobby. I mean, there are still a lot of uh, die-hard fans uh, in collecting stamps. Uh, maybe not so in in Hong Kong, but uh, I'm sure in in other countries like Europe and in the USA, I mean, it's still very, very popular amongst the, uh, the young people. 
Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a hobby. It's a very interesting hobby. It's educational, and then uh, if you are money-minded, it could it could make you a, a good investment. <laughs> to understand more about the historical context and value of Hong Kong stamps, PhD candidate of history at the University of Cambridge, Alan Pang, talks about his research project on Hong Kong stamps. And it's a project about commemorative. Purchase stamps in Hong Kong from the approximately from the late 1960s to 1980s from 90s, and my focus is actually on how colonial officials in Hong Kong at that time tried to use purchase stamps to promote or preserve some kind of Chinese culture in Hong Kong, or at least to show to its people that the colonial government cared about local culture in Hong Kong. I would say there are lots of interesting stories behind the design or production process of those stamps because sometimes officials within Hong Kong or officials in Hong Kong and London may have some conflicts or they may be arguing what should appear on postage stamps. Actually, that's really, really interesting. You talked about how stamps are made and how there were some. Disagreements with how a stamp was to be published. Can you maybe talk about how in Hong Kong maybe some examples? Yeah, yeah. Because what you just said remind me of one example. If I remember correctly, it should be coming from 1971. It's a set of Lunar New Year stamp commemorating the Year of the Pig. This set of stamp was issued in 1971, but the design and production process went back. One or two years before that, and、uh, I would say that this is an interesting set of commemorative stamps because there are some conflicts or negotiation between officials in Hong Kong, the colonial government, and those back in London in the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, because at that time, all those purchase stamp designs had to be approved by authorities in London, and the year before. Those in Hong Kong invite someone, a designer, to design the stamps featuring some pigs in the images, and they send the designs back to London. And those London officials, first of all, they didn't understand why someone would draw a pig on several postage stamps. They have no idea what's going on with the pigs. And second, those FCO Foreign and Commonwealth Office officials, they explicitly. Made a comment that these pigs on the postage stamps were in bad taste. I quote, and so officials back in Hong Kong, of, of course, they were very unhappy. How come you're criticizing the stamps that were approved or designed by us? And secondly, these are、um, what they call local cultures in Hong Kong because the, the colonial officials were trying to show to the people in Hong Kong that their caring was. In Hong Kong society, and especially what the Hong Kong people were trying to preserve or trying to celebrate at that time, so the Hong Kong officials tried to protect their designs, but of course they also have to negotiate and compromise with London government, the London officials. So after those in Hong Kong, including the governor、um, David Trench, tried to explain the rationale behind these. Sets of purchase stamps. They also revise the design a bit so that those in London would agree with the design, and so that they can issue the purchase stamps. 
For many people of the past, stamps and letters were a window to another world. Thus, it became particularly important for stamps to be an icon of Hong Kong. From what I read about those historical documents in the late 1960s and 70s, one of the aims of issuing these commemorative postage stamps,、um, including both the aims and objectives in London and Hong Kong, one of the aims was to promote the image of Hong Kong abroad. That is perhaps something maybe have something to do with tourism, and because as you know, especially for the AMA, AMA, and when you stick a piece of postage stamp on the envelope, it would go through all the way around the world, and people in overseas they may have a chance to look at okay, this is an envelope from Hong Kong, and this is a postage stamp from Hong from Hong Kong, and maybe this is one of the few ways that they may know a bit about Hong Kong. In niche hobbies such as philately, we often look overseas for inspiration. However, there is also a plethora of stamps in Hong Kong waiting for you to collect and explore. And that was Dorothy Cam on Philatney here in Hong Kong. Thank you so much for your sharing, Dorothy. I learned a lot、uh, through your feature. Thank you very much indeed. 